0: Welcome to Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. We are so excited to be back together in the same room. Yes,
1: our souls are intertwined once again.
0: I missed you. I missed you too. It is tough when you tour. I I get pangs of missing you. And then you show up to my house with bangs that you just cut.
2: (laughs) And I'm like,
0: (laughs) (laughs) what did you do with your life?
1: Listen, I just felt inspired last night. And I was like, you know what? It's time for a change. I'm going through a midlife crisis. Like anytime I feel emotions, I take it out of my hair, I think. You but cut your hair. I watched a YouTube tutorial on how to do it and it looks great. Not right now, but it will when
0: I, I love, style it and it I, grows up. I love that you had the balls to do that. Thank you.
1: I don't even care. Hair is hair.
0: Hair will grow. That's yeah. the whole thing. But it actually, it you cut them long enough that it's like you can fix that. Yes. You didn't do the whole.
1: <sighs> I wanted them. to.
0: No. Stop it. I All wanted right. to
1: pull a Britney Spears. Oh,
0: my gosh. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Music, and CastBox. Be sure to subscribe and give us a review with your thoughts about the show. Thank you to A Snowy for her review where she says, I never listened to a podcast, but, but started listening while doing the dishes, and it is now my new favorite thing. Mm-hmm. I'm so comforted by these women talking about the banana pants. <laughs> <laughs> talking about the banana pants that is motherhood. Oh, I didn't finish reading this. sentence. <laughs> I
1: was like, when did we talk about banana? pants? I don't know,
0: but it sounded like fun. I felt so alone in some of my feelings and day to day bonkerness. And now I can turn this on and know that other moms feel the same way. I love it. Oh, that's a great review. That's so sweet. The banana pants that are motherhood. I like it. I'm stealing. I don't get that. it. It's a t-shirt idea. Okay. The We're banana right. pants that are now motherhood i like it (laughs) it's a little little confusing banana hammock
1: okay i know what that is all right i'm your host meredith from that's inappropriate and i'm your host tiffany from juggling the jenkins this podcast will discuss all things marriage motherhood and everything in between please remember though we're not professionals at anything you may actually need so any advice we give you can take
0: or leave because it might be crap on today's episode of Take It or Leave It, we are talking the college admission scandal, bah, bah, bah. snow plow parenting, and, and unimoons. <laughs> Sounds intense. I thought
1: it was something else.
0: Yeah, yeah, Una-boob. yeah. We'll, uniboob. We'll talk about what unimoons, uni- <laughs> uni-moons are in I a minute.
1: I had never even
0: heard of it. Yeah, well, it's new. It's trendy. We'll Can't talk wait. About it Can't in, wait. In love and marriage. Before we get into the topics, let's tell everyone how they can win the opportunity to remotely co host this season finale with us, as well as receive some awesome Grove Collaborative and FabFitFun prize packs. It's easy to enter our co host contest. Just download the
1: podcast every week and listen for the secret code word through the first 15 episodes. Text the secret code word, then reply with your email address and like Filter Free Parents on Facebook. You have seven days after the episode is released to enter. Every week is a new chance to enter. Every time you enter is another chance to win.
0: All of the contest rules can be found at podcasttakeitorleaveit.com.
1: This episode's code word is RAINBOOT. From the U.S., text RAINBOOT to 44222 for your chance to win. If you're in Canada, text RAINBOOT to 15878004323 for your chance to win.
0: Woo. As a mouthful of rain boot <laughs> <laughs> came
1: up with this word.
0: Rain boot, R-A-I-N-B-O-O-T, no spaces. They always ask about yeah, that. Yeah, that's a good
1: no spaces. addition. All right. Okay, let's open up the show with a mom fail moment. We're all here because we struggle as moms. Um, and anybody who says they haven't is a liar pants. And our stories prove that. Do you have a mom fail moment?
0: So we've been on spring break for what feels like forever.
1: But two days.
0: No, no, no. Because we actually took them on a Disney trip a week before spring break actually started. (laughs) So technically we had seven days with them. Wow. And then they have a two-week spring break because they are year-round. Wow. So at the end of this, it will be like 27 days (gasps) that we've been together. No. I'm not kidding. Literally? Yeah. Legitimately. Are you okay? Legitimately.
1: Okay. CA?
0: Yeah. We're not... It's not good. It's oh, not good. Oh my so God. my husband has instituted this new policy in our home where he um, is punishing them, banishing them to their rooms if they do something that he says not to twice. So if he's like, stop doing that, and then he has to say again, stop doing that, then they, they're banished. <laughs> like forever. And so I was like, you're being really super strict. And he's like, no, we're training them. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. Okay. So so yesterday my son uh, the youngest got banished to the room and I went in and I was like listen you know you know that dad isn't kidding he's not playing Like, you need to just, you need to stop. Like, if he says it a second time, like, you know, you're in trouble. So after the first time, just stop. Right. And he starts to cry and he goes, I've been trying so hard to be so good. It's just so hard to be good. It's so easy to be bad. And I was like, buddy, you, you got this, you can do this. And he's like, you know, I've been waiting forever for my whole life for you to play basketball with us. And you were going to play basketball and now I'm banished to my room. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I'm like, Brian. We can play basketball tomorrow, and he's like, "No, I'm gonna make a stupid choice again tomorrow. I'll be locked up." And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" So I go outside and I'm like, "Can we let them out now? Please, please, like this is enough." And he's like, "No, you need to be stronger than that. You, we, they are banished. They are banished until tomorrow." And this was like at four o'clock in the afternoon, but we hung firm, and we're we're on day three of trying. The kids trying not to get banished. And you I, love it, right? I wanted to quit. I wanted to just be like, no, it's okay. And I felt so bad. And Brian was making me feel like the worst mom ever. But my husband is like, no, we have to stand firm.
1: That's heartbreaking.
0: I didn't want to.
1: I would be like, get out of that room. We're playing basketball right now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll spend the night on the basketball court.
0: It was, but he made. He was like, No. No, so cute. no, the answer is no. And so I had to respect my husband's wishes and choices and I had to be on the same team as him. But that was hard.
1: Mm. I didn't want
0: to. I, I know had to cave.
1: I'm the same way. That's why I worry about my kids when they grow up.
0: Well, we're going to talk about that, too. Oh, good. We're going to talk about that today. But yeah, it was it, it had everything in me to not cave because I was ready.
1: Well, good. I'm proud of you for staying strong. Yeah. That's like a mom triumph moment.
0: I don't know. But I like guess the failure. giving in, wanting. I wanted to give in. Yeah. yeah. I felt like I felt like everything would have been fine, but I know it would have been a fail. So maybe it wasn't. But anyway, I thought I'd share that simply because
1: it's heartbreaking. Well,
0: anytime you're trying something new with the kids, I think your go to is to be like, what's going to make them comfortable, and make them happy right now. And that's not always the best thing.
1: Oh, I know.
0: Actually, nine times out of ten, it's probably the worst thing you yeah. can
1: do. Almost every time.
0: Yeah. And so I had to join my husband. I had to go to the dark side. Mm. I had to go over with Vader over there.
2: <sighs> Brian, I am a father and you are banished to your
1: room. <laughs> the faces shall
0: not see the light of day. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> But I don't know. So far today, nobody's been banished. So fingers oh my crossed.
1: Can I just tell you how much I love your kids? Oh, thank Listen, you. Listen, I got over here today and Meredith's daughter came in the room with a present and a hand-drawn and colored picture for me. And I cried my eyes out. She
0: loves you. Oh. She loves you so much. Anytime we go anywhere, she's like, can we get this for Miss Tiffany? And I'm like, I'm not a bank account. I love her. Get out of here. We're not getting Miss Tiffany anything. Oh, my <laughs>
1: So thoughtful. But
0: we brought you back a crystal. I know. A magical crystal. I love it so much. All right. All right.
1: All right. So um, moving on, Meredith, what did the tree say to spring? I don't know. It said, "Ah, What a relief.
0: Oh my God. That's terrible. (laughs) What a
1: (laughs) relief. You know what I'm saying?
0: I got it. It but, was just really bad.
1: Because the leaves yep. are reing
0: up. reing up? They're re-upping? Yeah. Are they? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know who writes these. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure my husband finds them. <laughs> what company is America's largest independent natural product company, you ask? That's our friends at Grove Collaborative.
1: Grove.co is the only site you need to shop to get organic, eco-friendly, and sustainable products from top brands like 7th Generation, Dr. Bronner, and Miss Myers.
0: When was the last time you stopped to think about the laundry detergent you use or the wood floor cleaner? More people than ever are moving towards making a safe, natural choice for the home care products that they use, and we want you to try it too. I actually was just in San Francisco, Mm -hmm. and I let myself into the Grove headquarters. (laughs) I knocked on the door and I'm like, hey, anybody home? Oh my gosh. Hi. How did Hi, go? you go? You there? Well, they were fantastic. They t- gave me a tour.
1: Of course they did. And
0: it was so wonderful. And we were talking products. We were talking about all the things that we love. I was showing them the dish, uh, dish liquid that I use because they had all their products out. And I was just telling them how much we adore Grove. Yes. We just love it. And they gave me basically a tour of their home
1: amazing in san
0: francisco it was wonderful
1: i love them it just
0: reaffirmed how much i do love them yes how wonderful they are
1: they've sent me cards yeah i just mm.
0: i know i know i just love them and you guys will love them too you definitely need to try it and my new thing that i have been super uh, obsessed over is the uh, fabric softener the method mango fabric softener
1: oh i'll have to try it it's a delight tropical paradise Mm. This is a special offer for our listeners. Get a free $30 Miss Myers gift set at grove.co forward slash take it grove.co forward slash take it. Let's right. talk about this because oh, I'm, you know, I, I have mixed emotions.
0: I know you do. I know you do. And so we should definitely talk that through. But this has been this has been a, a, a trending news story for a couple of weeks now. And I know that it's there are. Okay, let's just get into it. So the college admission scandal um, has come out and it has completely um, rocked if you will, the uh, parenting community a bit just because of of what it entails. So the U.S. Department of Justice recently launched an investigation dubbed Varsity Blues. Uh, It's basically it was an admission bribes scandal and it's prosecuting 50 wealthy people for allegedly paying for illegal assistance to guarantee their children admission to competitive schools. And two of those individuals are very well known that is Lori Laughlin, which is Aunt Becky from Fuller House or Full House, the first go, and Felicity Huffman, who is Felicity Huffman. She's been in everything, Desperate and Housewives, Desperate Housewives. Um, She—that's the
1: one thing she's been in. You said she's been in everything and everything,
0: everything and anything. Yeah,
1: yeah. What else?
0: Oh, the that American Crime. She's guest, guested on Shameless with her husband, William H. Macy. I didn't know that. She's been on, oh my gosh, she's been on TV for at least 20 years. Basically, the scam was devised by a man named William Singer, who owns the Edge College and Career Network. It's a college counseling service. Singer did far more than counsel, perpet- Prospective college families, he accepted financial bribes in upwards of twenty-five million dollars between mm. the year two thousand and eleven and two thousand and eighteen from several wealthy families to ensure their child's acceptance to schools of their choice, regardless of the applicant's athletic or academic ability. Two two exam uh, proctors were arrested. A college administrator, nine college coaches, 33 parents, parents—well, like we said, including Felicity Huffman and Lori Laughlin. So these are upper, upper, upper echelon elite wealthy people. I'm confused. Okay.
1: About what? So Aunt Becky paid $50,000 for her daughter to gain admission to USC on a cruise scholarship.
0: But if she... She paid $500,000. What would I say? 50. Uh-oh. But that's okay. Yeah. I don't know numbers. That's fine. If half a million dollars. Okay. But why would she need a scholarship if she has the money? It, that's, it's not about that. It was, it was securing a spot on the team in order for her to gain admission to UCLA.
1: So it's tough to get into the school Correct. initially.
0: Correct. These are top, These are top tier schools. We're talking about Harvard, Yale, USC. <gasps>
1: oh, really? We're talking
0: about the cream of the crop, the creme de la creme. We're talking <laughs> oh, about the that top. That sounded
1: so weird. But we're talking the creme about creme de la ta- creme, creme, the top. Cream, cream, creamy cream.
0: The creamy, creamy Sorry. crop. <laughs> yes, we're talking about the top. And and the thing is, is it's very difficult to get into these schools. So when you have – now, the argument is rich people have been doing this for years. If you go to any college campus, there's always some library or some hall named after some old person who made a donation and obviously their kid got in or whatever. Right. The issue is that I'm having with this – is, and and maybe it didn't bother me before because I wasn't a parent when, you know, when you, when you hear about this stuff, I think it kind of changes as you age and as you have kids and you know, but now I have a seventh grader who within a a few short years is going to want to gain acceptance into a school. Mm -hmm. And when you have people who are just blatantly and boldly paying to change test scores, to just outright cheat I have a problem with that because my kid, my kid cannot compete with that. Nobody can compete with that. Mm -hmm. It's not any, it's not a level playing field. And here's the thing. Nobody has to go to college. You don't have to go to college. Right. And you can be a success. You can make a ton of money. You can do anything. You do not have to go to college. Right. Yes. I'm currently paying student student loan debt on a a career, on a college, uh, uh, degree that I am not using and will maybe probably never use again. That scares me. And so my personal thing is, I am not paying for my kids to go to college. I am not. I absolutely am not. Pay- if they want to go to college, they are going to work for it. They are going to earn it. Preach. Because what are these? What are these? Fifty people who got arrested, and that's just a, the tiny, tiny tip of the iceberg. What are the parents who are paying paying for their kids to do these things? What's going to happen to those kids? Because those kids. Those- it It's not really
1: surprising to me, though. These people are rich. The kids are going to have probably, you know, great lives regardless whether or not they go to college. So it's not surprising to me. I mean, let's say the kids didn't get into their school of choice. Like they're still going to have everything they ever wanted because their parents are rich.
0: But it's a it's a it's poor parenting. And it is just creating another generation of super entitled adults who, who are widening the gap between the haves and the have nots. And that's what I don't like because what you're basically telling me, um, all of these people who paid their way, paid their kids way into school is you're telling me that you and your children are better than me and my child. And I don't, I don't like that because my kid is going to bust his ass to get into school. Uh, Any one of my kids who wants to go, they're going to have to work hard because there is no hand up. There's no or there's no handout. There's I will help you in terms of, oh, you you got into school. I'm so proud of you. Let me pay for your books. Right. Oh, let me help you if you're having a hard time making rent this month. But this is on you. You need to get a job. You need to or get a scholarship or do whatever. But you're not better than me because you're wealthy and i feel like this entire thing is basically like we are we are the haves you are the have nots we are better than you and look we can get our we can do anything we want for our kids because we can write a check and your children should be able to earn their way in on merit not I, because you have money
1: i agree 100% with everything mostly that you just said but these people are rich like think about every single celebrity and every single celebrity's kids like these two probably aren't the only two doing this. No. Probably aren't the only two that have ever done this. It's like that with anything, you get special treatment. Mm -hmm. And so it's not surprising to me one single bit that this happened. Um, It doesn't make it right, but I'm just saying it's not surprising. I feel like if you're the kid of a celebrity, you'll get special treatment regardless. You always have and you probably always will.
0: I I agree with you, but it doesn't make me less angry with what is happening in terms of the widening gap between the haves and the have-nots. And I know I keep going back to that, but it's upsetting because um, the amount of money you have does not determine the type of person you are, uh, what kind of heart you have. It doesn't determine the character that you have, yep. and I don't like that. I don't like that in today's society we equate how much money you have to the type of person that you are, right? Because that's because look at it. Obviously, we've got some issues here with our character and our morals. If you're paying for your kid to go, and then you know, uh, Lori Laughlin's daughter, of course, after this breaks, you know, they're going back to every tweet, every YouTube video, every whatever, because she's also an influencer. It makes me sad. And and in, in these videos, she talks about how she was barely at high school. She never showed up for her classes, and she was excited to go to college because all she wanted to do was party. Do you know that the day the story broke, do you know where the daughter was who got it, who got who's who Lori Laughlin is the mom, Aunt Becky? Olivia Jade. Um she was on a couch hung over somewhere? She was on the chair the, the chairman of UCLA's yacht. USC, sorry the chairman of USC's yacht in the Bahamas, when the story broke. She was literally on a yacht partying with her friends when this story came to light. So it's like, you weren't in class with your nose in a book. You weren't, you know, in the quad, you know, hanging out, chatting about philosophy. You were on a yacht in the Bahamas.
1: Is the chairman in trouble?
0: Um, I don't know if he's in trouble because he was basically that she's friends with the chairman's daughter is what it boils down to. And so they were on clearly
1: not in school, though.
0: No, but it, it may have been spring break or whatever. It's March. I don't know. I don't know the details of that. But what I do know is,
1: what do you think the punishment should be for the parents?
0: Well, they were arrested. All 50 of these individuals were arrested and had to post bail. And so I think everybody's waiting to see if they're actually going to lay the hammer down or if they're going to just pay a fine and walk away. Mm. Now, here's the interesting thing. There was a mother who was arrested. And I would need my fact checkers over there to get me the information on this. But she uh, lied about the address of her child's school in order to get him into a better district. And so she was arrested and sentenced to prison. She went in as I don't know if she's still in jail or if she got out, but she went to jail for lying about her address to get her kids into a better school.
1: So what do you think of that?
0: I think that that's the haves and the have-nots. And I think that if these individuals get away with just paying a fine, and yet we have people who are like you and me, Joe Schmoes, who lie about their kids' address so that they can get into a better school inside of a, a public – I'm talking about a public school system. She right. was basically just lying about – which is – it's fraud. What she did was fraud. But she went – shes she, they sent her ass to jail. So if this if – this, if these others are just yeah. paying a fine, there's a clear – a clear line that they've that they've laid down and said, hey, haves and have nots. You're you are not as good a person as these others. They have money. You are less of a person. Right. And um, it was it's it's just it's been it's they've been talking about it. She had 10 days in jail. Oh, you laughed. <laughs> <laughs> 10 days. I'll do that in my sleep. Hmm. And probation. What state was she in? Ohio, Ohio mom. It was an Ohio mom. What was her name? So do you think she should have been punished for that? Yeah, it's fraud. Yes, but I feel like okay, you're giving this woman in Ohio 10 days in jail and probation. You better you better these what these individuals did was worse than what this woman did. Yes. And and here's the thing in the justice program in the justice uh system, system This it's it's not black and white. There are varying degrees. So if if you commit fraud and it was I lied about the address and then if you commit fraud and it's like I paid half a million dollars,
2: that's worse. Yeah, Uh, you need to go to jail for longer than
0: 10 days. You need to go to jail. You need a you need a I want to give her 10 months. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, I I don't know everybody. I, I made a video about it, and everybody was like, "I don't know why oh, you're you so upset." Yeah, they're like, "I don't know why you're so upset." This has been happening forever, and I go, "I understand it's been happening forever, but they have an opportunity now to lay the hammer down, and they set should set an example. Set an example. This is not okay." It, 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 and, and the other thing is, is like, what is what do what you what do you think your kids think now that that they weren't even competent enough to take an SAT and get into a school on their own? You had to pay to get them a better score. How do you think they feel? How does that help their self esteem? Well,
1: that's why that's why I said I was on the fence about this. This is what worries me. I hate it when somebody makes a mistake and loses everything. And yeah. so now this daughter. Is go- is probably being bullied and ridiculed and hated on constantly. Not that she was right about it, but I also know the toll that bullying and that gang mentality can take on someone. And I feel terrible for her. Felicity Huffman, yeah, it was messed up that she did what she did. But she like she deleted all of her social media, including her "What the Flicka" thing that yeah. she spent her life like working on. Yes, and it's gone. It's just I literally
0: gone. my mouth went agape when it's, I saw that yeah. she had pulled everything down. I was like. Oh. So here's the thing, though. What do they do now? I think what you do now, and nobody has done this yet, is you come forward and you admit you're wrong. And of course, they're not going to do this because they're wait- awaiting trial, right? So nobody's going to come out and say, I did mm. this. I was wrong because they, they posted bomb, but nobody's been like, I'm pleading guilty. Right. But what I think they should do and what would save, uh, what would save them is to come out and be like, It was wrong. As a parent, I just wanted to give my child every opportunity that I could. I overstepped. I made really bad choice. And now I'm going to take responsibility for it. Right. And say, sorry, say sorry. Because to me, that's, that's what's going to make things better for you in the long run. You know? Yeah. That was not, that was not cool. That's tough. It is tough. I agree with you. It's tough. It's, it's, but it's,
1: I don't know. Well, we will see what happens and reconvene.
0: Yeah, we'll come back to that. All right, so because we were talking about the scandal in trending parenting news, I was reading an article in the New York Times that was talking about this new development in parenting called snowplow parenting. Never heard of it. So helicopter parents... Which we, you've, heard <laughs> you've heard I'm of, you've heard of. I'm the worst. So the, the helicopter parents um, basically came to be. Uh, they they state as a result of being parented in the 80s. So kids in the 80s were basically left to their own devices. They, we we are the latchkey kid generation. Yes. Our parents were never around. We did as we pleased. We we came and, and go, and nobody was super concerned about where we were. Out of that was the birth of the helicopter parent because all of these kids who were raised in the 80s with the birth of social media and all these other things started to freak out about the safety of their children and needed to know where their kids were and what they were doing at all times. Thus started the overscheduling and all of this. And we have the birth of helicopter parents, which started in the early uh, 2000s, Mm -hmm. okay? Well, the New York Times is saying now that uh, helicopter parents have evolved Into snowplow parents. Okay. Okay. And snowplow parenting, let me make sure I get the correct, because I literally copied and pasted this out of the New York Times to make sure I got it correct. Snowplow parenting is a more obsessive form of helicopter parenting. There's a constant monitoring of where their kid is and what they're doing, all with the intent of... Preventing something happening and becoming a barrier to the child's success, says Laura Hamilton, the author of Parenting to a Degree, How Family Matters for College and Beyond, and a socialist at the University of California. The destination at the end of the road is often admission to college. For many wealthy families, it's always been a necessary badge of accomplishment for the child and for the parents. Also, college degrees have become increasingly essential to earning at least a bare minimum middle class wage. Uh, which I don't necessarily agree with, but it they, they she moves on to say, it was painful for any parent to watch her child mess up or not achieve their or their parents' goals. Now, however, the stakes are higher. Increasingly, it appears that any mistake could be fatal to their class outcome. The problem is snowplow parenting is a very hard habit to break. It doesn't just end at high school. They're basically saying... When you are a snowplow parent and you have removed every obstacle from your child's life, they are going to grow up and they are going to need you for everything moving forward. They interviewed a whole group of um, parents and kids for this, and it stated that kids, I say kids, these are young adults, ages ranging between 20 and um, 30, their moms were still making their hair appointments, dentist appointments, calling and waking them up in the morning, to get them off to to work. That's crazy. K- you're, y- <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. It, it, it is crazy. I just can see how I would really enjoy that. As a mom.
0: <laughs> Calling to wake up your kids so they can go to work. I don't want. Th- listen, I, I don't want them ever to grow up and not need me. So
1: I know it. Listen, it's terrible. I know. I know. I'm just saying I could see. How somebody would do that. I'm not saying I will. I'm just saying that I could see how hypothetically someone could do that.
0: Listen to this. In a poll by the New York Times, um, a nationally representative group of parents of children between the ages of 18 to 28, three quarters had made appointments for their adult children like doctors or haircuts. And the same share had reminded them for a deadline for some sort of school or work project. 11% said they would contact their child's employer if their child had an issue at work. Wait. Did you hear what I just said? (laughs) 11% of those parents said, I will call your boss if he is mean to you again. Lizard, 11% is the
1: percent of people? 11% of that group that was polled. Okay, like where do they get these? I don't I don't think this really happens.
0: Yes, it yes it does.
1: <laughs> I can't imagine.
0: It absolutely does and I can absolutely see it happening. As a former teacher, I can tell you that I have seen some snowplow parents. It's oh not my baby. Uh uh-uh, uh my baby would never do that. Uh uh-uh, uh no well, no no.
1: Right, I get that, but as far as calling and being like, "Hello, my son would like to get a vasectomy on Monday. His name is Bill. Yes, age 42."
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> Like, I can't imagine somebody actually doing that. It absolutely happens. And the problem is that here's the thing. I, of course, I'm with you. I always want to be needed by my child, right? Like, it is hard, especially now I'm getting into this whole, I've got two kids going through puberty. They're getting older. I am one year out from my kid being in high school. Like believe you me, I get it. I feel it. It has shook me to my core, mm-hmm. okay? But at the same time, the what is supposed to be happening right now is him growing up and learning to do things on his own because I am absolutely not going to call and wake his ass up when he is in school to be like you need to go to class. Right. He needs to go to class. I don't need to go to class? I know. Yeah. I do. I know. Like my kid,
1: I totally know. But like okay, listen, though, I I would like to just live with my kid in his dorm and just like gently tap him on the shoulder, <laughs> pack his backpack, pack his backpack for him. I know my kids are screwed. I'm really worried about it, but I don't know how to, you know, I, I feel like we're all screwed.
0: We Well, and that here's the thing. It's not your job as a parent to make sure that nothing bad happens. Think think about this. Just it, think about this for one second. This is the last thing that I will say about this before I move on. But think about this for one second. And this is the only reason that I feel like I can have that firm, like, division. Having a struggle causes you to become creative. It causes you to start to problem solve and think. It causes you to find a solution. If your children never have a barrier to overcome, if they never have a struggle that they have to work through, how on God's green earth are they supposed to grow up and be competent adults who make their way in the world? That's the whole thing, right? job. But he, Because here, you are somebody who is a perfect example, who has had some major struggles in their life and has come out on top. Yeah. And has really made, could, could you have had the success that you have now without the struggles that you had before? Absolutely not. Same goes for me. The things that, 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 and, and here's the other thing I've realized when, when I am in times of less struggle in my life, I'm also less creative. I'm less creative because I have to be able to work through an issue or work through a problem. I totally believe I said it to my husband the other day. He's like, you going to make a new video this week or what? And I'm like, I'm trying,
1: but can't force it.
0: I can't force it. It just wasn't here. It wasn't, you know, I didn't, you know, and, and it is because when I, when I struggle less, I'm not as creative in that sense because I'm not drawing on something. But my job is really just to set them up to be able to have the skills to cope and move What about move young? On.
1: What about three and four year olds?
0: It's the whole thing. Is it okay thing- to chase
1: them around and catch them before they fall? Because that's what I, I'm doing.
0: I would say that you're watching to make sure that they're not falling from the top shelf of a bookshelf. But if they're just running and chasing each other in the yard, like let them. You but know. there might
1: be snakes. If I can't keep them in eyesight, somebody might steal them. I like to, you know, they got to be careful because there's sticks and they could trip and then smash their face open and then we have to go to the ambulance. You know what I mean? Like, just don't have fun.
0: Right. Just stay still. I think maybe, maybe you just let them fall and you're going to realize that they're going to get back up and they might cry, but you're going to be, they have band-aids for that. It's hard. It's hard. All of parenting is hard.
1: Yeah. All All of
0: parenting is hard. So I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus, but what I'm saying is we do, there are certain things that we have that are that are absolutely our responsibility and our jobs as parents to do. And then there are other things that we have to learn to let our kids do because they have to grow up and become competent adults. I really, as much as I, maybe I'll, maybe I'll retract this statement in 10 years, <laughs> but I want my kids to go off and grow up and and make their way. I don't want them to come back and live with me. Right. You know, I absolutely want to go and, and have wild um, okay, naked we sex with my go. husband in Fiji, yes. and have these trips. I don't know. Fiji sounds nice. That
1: does sound really nice. But Can what, I come?
0: Not with your own husband. Come. Okay. Okay. But what I'm saying is, I want to be able to have the ability to go and do those things because I did my job well with my kids, and my kids are off, and they're yeah. and they're happy with their lives, and and all of that. You know, yeah. I'm not. I'm not ever. I'm not saying that I'll never let my kids move back in if there's a situation that oh they will happens, and you'll have to do that. But what I'm saying is I want to give them all of the skills that they need to cope and learn. Hey, we're a therapy family. We go and see a therapist. My youngest son absolutely needs to have that. And there are times where we go in and it's like, can we have a family week? Because it's been really rough. Yeah. I don't have it figured out. I'm not claiming that. But I can absolutely tell you that I see where this snowplow parenting thing is going. And it's totally evolved out of this helicopter parenting thing. And I am a firm believer in... 1980s style like hey let's see where this goes let's give her a let's give her some uh good let's give her a leash and see you know how far let's give her a little bit of rope and see how far she goes good before we have to pull back boy girl you know oh sorry boy girl (laughs) little
1: bird Good. your kids have a good
0: shot oh who knows should we take a caller what are we going to ask them uh do are you a snowplow parent Will you admit to being a snowplow parent? And if not, what is your stance on this? Mm -hmm. Are you a helicopter parent who might become a snowplow parent? Listen, this kind of goes hand in hand with your mom fail moment. Yeah, because it's tough. I wanted, I wanted to throw it in and be like, "Come on and play basketball. It's okay that you were a dick," (laughs) because he was, he was being a jerk, right? But no, my husband was right. And he had to stand firm. I'm not saying that it's easy. Mm. My son, my, remember I told you my son had a, had a thing for this girl at school and they were texting. The llama. And he gave her the llama. Yeah. She broke his heart. <gasps> no. She crushed his heart. And I will kill her. Straight up told him, I like somebody else. He's cuter than you. No. Yeah. Let's call her. <laughs> right. And here's the thing. So what, did I, what, so what no. I did was I sat him down and I said, listen, mm. the only thing that you can do right now is No. That it's okay to feel sad. She is a what bitch. What she did was not necessarily the nice thing to do. But we have to remember that when we're speaking about her to other people, you only say nice things and you just say, it's okay. It didn't work out. I'm, it's cool. It's, I'm fine with it. Because trashing her isn't going to make you look better or feel better. And let that go. Believe me, I, you're a good mom. Well, but that's because I was a really bad person earlier in life, <laughs> yeah, and in same. high school, and said the same things, awful things. And it's like, what did that do? That that was that that did no good for anybody or anything. So you have to learn to just be like, it's okay, and there's going to be, you know, tons of other girls, you know. So it's like, it's okay, but, but making her look bad. If somebody broke
1: my kid's heart, I feel like I would kick her in the face.
0: Well, I can't imagine. But of course you can't. So what do you do? You make a choice. No, I would. And it hurt my heart too. Yeah. It's not like it didn't. And talking with him made it even worse because I could see his little face and his little quivering lip and he didn't want to act like it was a thing, but it was.
1: I feel like once I get older, it'll be easier But right now I just think about somebody breaking the heart of my little babies, and I would like arrange a birthday party just so I could hit her with a pinata stick.
0: Oh, that got dark.
1: Sorry. Okay. Let's change
0: Hi Carissa from Missouri. Hello. How are you?
2: I am doing fantastic right now.
0: All right. So tell us the honest to goodness truth. Are you a helicopter parent who is becoming a snowplow parent? Or are you more like me?
2: This is my family. So my mom is like you. She did terrific on me and my brother did our own laundry when we were younger. Like, she did great. And I, with my daughter, which she's only four, but I'm like, you've got it. You know, you can go to the bathroom by yourself. You can, you can do it. Like, I don't need to hold your hand. You can do it. But with my brother, for some reason, like he is my little baby, which he is two years younger than me and I'll be 26. Mm. And with him, he's recently gotten into trouble at school at college and stuff. And my mom's like, he needs to figure it out. He's a grown man. He got into this. He can figure it out. And I'm like, Oh no, you need to call it to that school. Oh. You need to do this. This is not fair. Why is this happening to just him?
1: So, so you baby him, your brother more I'm, than your I kid. Helicopter,
2: with him and the helicopter snowball sister, oh. but with my daughter and with myself, I'm like, it's starting. You got it. It's okay.
0: Interesting. That is interesting. You made a, You made a good point, though, because if we're being completely transparent and honest, I have a 26-year-old sister Mm. whom I have paid several months rent for, and I have also bailed out on certain situations because I felt like siblings was different than the kids almost. I don't know why. Um, And here's the thing. I felt like she's done a really good job. She's in the middle of getting her doctorate. She has never taken out a student loan, and so when she asks for help, I help her. Yeah. Um so I don't know cuz I kind of feel you on that one but it definitely kind of goes against that whole like figure it out you turd right mentality yeah. but I do I feel you now now my brother who didn't go to school never never stepped foot in a college uh is making a great living has never needed anything from me um is just doing wonderfully and if i did have to bail him out it would simply be from jail just because he did something stupid (laughs) and he'd pay me back but so everybody is different so yeah i i agree with you there are some family is tough yes and it's so
2: funny because like my brother he's the one he's going to college he is getting ready to graduate is the one that's done it all. I got pregnant at 20. I attempted to go to college. did I commend anyone that can go to college while they're pregnant? Wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. I was tired and lazy. Mm -hmm. Um, My English teacher pretty much told me, there's no point in you coming back to the class because there's no way you're going to pass. So I was like, all right, see you college wasn't, <laughs> And my brother's like doing the right thing, but I still just like baby. Ah, but
0: here's the thing. The right thing is what works for you at that moment in time. And that, and then you can, you could always go back to school if you wanted to. But like I said, my, my mom, my motto for that is college is not for everyone. It, it truly isn't. And, 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 and you, you were, having a baby for crying out loud. Like I get it. Um, but yeah. So thank you for calling. Thanks, you made a really good point. Family is just difficult in general, but, but uh, we appreciate the support. Thanks for calling in the number one globally syndicated radio <laughs> podcast in all of the universe. We appreciate that. Yes, Globally.
2: Number one. And Tiffany, I
0: can't wait to talk to
1: you on supporter live later. Oh, yay. I'll talk to you later tonight, friend.
2: See you later.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: Oh, Yeah, so I think family is tough, man. It it truly is. So I think we all just need to learn some coping mechanisms along the way, no matter what.
1: The world is just scary. It just scares me to think about the future. I try not to think about the future. You have to, I know, but I just want to wrap my kids in bubble wrap and just live in a deserted island.
0: I have days like that too, believe me. I say to my husband probably once, every two to three months i'm like where could we move that nobody could find us yeah let's pick a spot let's go there and we'll just hang as long as they've got wi-fi we're cool no oh you don't even want the wi-fi no oh i need the wi-fi the wi-fi is
1: the first thing that's gonna go ah i want to get back to nature and back to human interaction man
0: oh compound living yeah Love and Marriage is brought to
1: you by Meredith and Tiffany because we are both spectacular wives.
0: Yeah, Meredith, what
1: do you got going on, girl?
0: Uh, you can come and see me in Akron, Ohio on June 1st or Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania on June 2nd. You can find tickets at that's an appropriate dot com. I'm super excited for that. Also, I will be in Louisville for a mom's night out Yay. with um, your good friend, C.A. Yes. And Brooke and uh, some other ladies and it's going to be a blast i'm so. so
1: excited for you guys yeah
0: but but you're going to be i'm really excited for this i'm going on tour too you could find out where i'm going to be at tiffany jenkins com. yeah but i'm just excited because even though this episode is going to come out on sunday that's the day that i'm actually seeing you live
1: yay that's a lot of pressure so
0: i can't wait i'm really excited for the show
1: thank you yeah. i would like to see one of your shows too
0: you're not invited, but it's Okay. Fine. <laughs>
1: Good talk. Thank Good you. talk.
0: <laughs> so tell me about Unimoons. All right. So this came up. I saw this trending yesterday, and I couldn't believe that this was a real thing, but apparently it is. Much like everything else we talk about, it's like, honest to goodness, are you kidding me? Uh, solo Honeymoons, also known as Unimoons. According to a report in the New York Times, newlyweds are now going on Solo Moons or Unimoons without their partner. I can't <laughs> understand <laughs> Online dating expert Jessica Carbino said the idea of separate honeymoons may signal the continued evolution of marriage, but not everyone is convinced. Helen Fisher, a senior research fellow at the Kinsey Institute, said you're missing out on triggering the three most valuable brain systems for a lasting relationship if you choose to go on a separate honeymoon.
1: I'm just confused about this whole sentence. Okay. Helen Fisher, a senior research fellow... Who talks like that? Like, what do you? Is it a
0: fellow? A fellow? No, like a f- man? No, a fellow is is a, a term used for the position you're in academically in the school. Okay. So she's like a teacher.
1: This is why college is important. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I thought that they were calling her, her fellow. a fellow.
1: I didn't understand any of it.
0: Oh my god, no! But yes, a I can see research why that fella. <laughs> I could see why you would think that, but no, she was a fellow, a fellow is just a a term for the station you're at at school at the school. So don't worry about that. Words are hard. Words are hard, but it's fine. Okay.
1: So why would anybody want to do
0: this? Okay. So what they're saying, and this is the other thing that kind of just chaps my ass about this, is that they're saying that marriage has just evolved so much these days. And like, they're so like woke. They're basically saying that these kids who are getting married now are so woke to what marriage actually is that they've like got it figured out. And it's like, I'm calling bullshit because marriage, whether you're getting married today or you got married a hundred years ago. That union is still two people who have to get together and figure out how to live their lives together, mm-hmm. no matter what, how woke you think you are, okay? Right. Because it is it is hard freaking work to be married. And I kind of feel like, so we were broke when we got married, like broke, 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 couldn't afford a honeymoon. So it's not like we even... <laughs> like attempted to try and put one on a credit card or anything because right. we probably had one credit card between us that was probably maxed out. Right. Um. So a good friend of the family booked us a hotel in Orlando and got us tickets to Universal Studios for two days. Mm. So our honeymoon was at Universal Studios. Okay. But we had a great time, right? But we went off and we had a couple of days before we had to get back because I think at the time we were both substitute teachers and- um, or we had just gotten our first jobs, our t- teaching jobs. So we could only go for a weekend anyway, cause it was during the school year. So we had to come right back and go okay. to work, but I'm not going to forget those two days that we, that we spent. Do you know what I'm saying? On our honeymoon? Well, I don't think anybody would. Well, you will if you didn't go on a honeymoon with the person you married.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. That's what I don't understand is why. What is the value? Like, what is the... They're
0: saying that separate experiences will join them in a stronger bond when they talk about them. No. Yeah. Wait, what? Yep. They're saying that this couple that they interviewed was like, we both went to different spots in Ireland. And when we got back together after a week, we had so much to talk about.
1: OK. Um, I mean, I get later on in marriage. You run out of stuff to talk about. You sure. know what I mean? Then it's sure. a good time. Well, but-
0: I'm not saying you shouldn't vacation separately. Right. Throughout your marriage. Down the road. There are times when you should absolutely go and do your own thing. Like, I'm really excited for my husband. He's going on a guy's trip next month. And I'm like. I might be more excited than he is simply because he doesn't get to see these people. These are college friends of his that they are still very connected. They're very close. They talk every day. They have a text chain where they text with each other every day, like schoolgirls. Hate those. And, um, but they love them. They say dirty things to each other or whatever boys do. I don't know, but I'm excited that he's going to get to go and experience that. I'm also excited that I don't have to. Right. Right. Like he's going to get to go and do those things and I don't have to be involved whatsoever. And it's like, I'm going to miss you, but I will see you when you get home. Yeah. Now, I said to my husband, would you have wanted to take a Unimoon and go do whatever you wanted, a golf trip or whatever? And his response was, why don't you come over to the mic and tell everybody? Oh, you yeah, have a mic. Oh, just look at you. This producer. whole time? Why don't you tell everybody what you said when I asked you if you wanted to go on a Unimoon? When you asked me yesterday? Yeah.
1: No, I told you. i I want to do things to you,
2: and I can't do those things to you if I'm not with you. So Whoa! he was like, I don't
1: want to do those things to uh, to a golf ball or to my buddies on a golf trip.
0: Well, it's oh a whole God, different movie.
1: that just like like I'm sweating.
0: <laughs> well, he's so eloquent with how he says it, but yeah. the point is, when you first get married, do you remember that like rush of like like passion for the other person? Like you like couldn't stop putting your hands all over them, right? Like yeah. in the beginning. You wanted to diddle all the time. Now, 16 years later is a little different for us. Um, he still attempts to diddle all the time. But the point is... Good for you guys. The point is you you want to have those moments together. And I think a honeymoon is a great... If you can have one, which you don't even have to go away, right? Like just stay in your house for two days and boink.
1: Oh, God. Boink and diddle. This is what we're doing yeah. with our words? Yeah. Um, okay. I don't understand anything that's happening. And I would like to t- t- see that people actually do this because I- I'm having a hard time grasping that this actually happens.
0: It does. It happens. I'm telling you right now that it, it happens. Uh, here's the quote from the from this couple. Neither of us wanted to be where the other one was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's making sense now. <laughs> Who recently wed Mel McLean told the Times, we each came back from Dublin full of stories, buzzing of our trip and truly delighted to see each other again to share the memories. It was the perfectly imperfect honeymoon. Neither of us wanted to be where the other one was. So this is just one couple. Th- this is the one that they interviewed, but no, they say that statistically people are doing that. This. They have data on it. They have leg data. Do you know that my friend
1: was engaged to be married and her fiance started secretly calling all of the catering companies canceling. <gasps> and canceling. Uh, and she found out because the catering company, like one of the companies called to confirm that she didn't want the flowers or whatever. And that's how she found out. So she went on the damn honeymoon by herself.
0: Well, that I'm all for. Yeah. Why didn't he just tell her that he didn't want to marry her? <laughs>
1: breaking no. That's insane. Maybe he was trying to buy time and save money by canceling it on the low so that he, you know, he didn't lose the deposit or whatever, but trying to find a way to tell her.
0: Yeah. That's crazy. But yeah. So, but, but it doesn't bode well for your marriage if you both look at each other and it's like, I, I don't want to be like, where he wants. <laughs> I kind of feel like we need a break. Yeah. <laughs> you literally just got married and you need a week off.
1: Interesting. I didn't have a honeymoon.
0: Yeah. 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 See, I think I'm also getting, I get super ramped up about this because I watch Married at First Sight. Do you, did you ever see that show? No. Okay. So Married at First Sight is where they, they go to various cities in the United States and they, it's a, it's a, basically it's this dating, it's a dating show, uh, where they collect data from these people. They go in and they basically give them all of their information and then they match you with your perfect match inside of that city. And then they marry you Mm -hmm. sight unseen.
1: I've heard of that. So they
0: show up and the first time you meet the person is the day that you're saying I do to them. And then they follow their journey for eight weeks. And then at the eight week show, they basically decide whether or not they're going to stay together or get divorced. Okay, but they chronicle this and they follow this. But what's funny is usually these couples will meet, and then they go directly to a honeymoon. The next the the next day they fly them somewhere, the Bahamas, Jamaica, whatever. And the best part is when these people who have been married for four days are like, "Oh my god, marriage is so awesome!" Let me tell you how about how you could be a better wife or how you could be a. They are giving full on marriage advice after. After being married for three days to somebody they don't know. I'll kill them. Now, by week eight, they're like, it's a dumpster fire. This person is the worst (laughs) person ever. Mayday. Mayday is right. And so then, of course, after I watch each season, I Google if they're still together. Yeah. And it's a very low percentage that actually make it. But some of these couples have been married for a few years now and have kids. No. Yeah. So it can happen that it worked out Where can I watch these? Um, I've been watching, I, I can't watch the new one because I don't have cable TV. I think it's on lifetime and I don't have access to that, mm. but so I have to wait until it comes out on Hulu or Netflix or whatever. Got it. And then I get to watch them. So I'm behind several seasons, but I can tell you that I just die laughing when they start to give marriage advice. Cause it's like, you have no freaking clue. Right. I had no clue. You had no clue. I
1: still have no clue.
0: What? But it's like, but you really had no clue day one. Oh no. Day seven.
1: I mean, I was kind of married at first sight.
0: You kind of were, yeah, that's true.
1: Pregnant two months after meeting him, after the first time we ever did it, married at five months. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: We did not go on a honeymoon because I was literally poor, like halfway house, living in a halfway house, poor. But that's a story for another time.
0: (laughs) But it, but it, but you're not going to claim to have known everything after just marrying that person. Like you were, you were figuring things out. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think we all kind of think, just like with parenting oh being married it's so wonderful um you think you're great at it and then you realize down the road like you had no idea what you're talking about yeah and you want to bitch slap the person who said that like 10 years ago (laughs) same with parenting right i was the best parent before i had kids
1: oh my gosh oh i so specifically remember being a waitress and looking at families who let their kids watch ipads at the table and being so pissed off Uh and being like you're ruining your child like i will never be that person and now like i can't hit the power button fast enough right can i strap this to your face there was something else i was laying in bed thinking about the other night something i said i would never ever do and i'd do it so much. I can't remember what it is. But yeah, I was the greatest parent before I had kids.
0: Yeah. I always said I'd never let my kids sleep with me.
1: Mm. And I
0: still have an eight-year-old in my bed three, four, five <laughs> times a week. So it's like you do – you say a lot of stupid stuff before you yeah. have kids. Yeah. And then you do it.
1: I always thought I'd be the coolest wife too. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I am I am a psychopath. We're all a little crazy, though, is the thing, and so I try to tell my husband that, like, you can try to leave me if you want, but it's going to be the same shit no matter where you go. We're all nuts, so yeah, I
0: I would not classify myself as a cool wife whatsoever. I'm not a cool wife,
1: right? I I I believe that
0: I'm not. I just just, I'm not. But here's the thing. He knows that I'm just going to say exactly what I think.
1: That's good, though. That's helpful in a relationship because I'm a beater on the busher.
0: Not when he he doesn't want to hear what it is that I have to say. It's not (laughs) super helpful to him. Um, And I don't understand the word compromise because that just means somebody's losing.
1: Right. At one time. But then you might be the winner the next
0: time. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. I'm just saying that it's hard. Relationships are hard. And Unimoons are stupid. Unimoons <laughs> 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 are stupid. Uniboob and Unimoons are stupid.
1: Uniboobs are great.
0: I don't know what a Uniboob I'm is. Not sure. Just the one
1: boob yeah, in hanging the middle. out?
0: Oh, in the middle. I thought it just meant you like could, one boob was hanging you out. It?
1: Just picture one boob in the middle of where your two boobs are. <laughs>
0: and you had to get a bra with. Can you picture Th- Three cups?
1: Just one. Oh. To hold your middle boob.
0: So you only have a middle boob? Only. Who has boob? Let's this? take a
1: caller. Who has a middle boob? Nobody
0: has a middle boob. Stop it. That's not a thing.
1: I know. Uh, that's why I wish it was.
0: Oh, God.
1: I no. would like to see it.
0: I don't even have two regular boobs. Same. What is that?
1: <laughs> mine are Same. slapped up on the table. Same.
0: <laughs> okay. I could. Mine couldn't come anywhere near the table. I literally just have nipples and they're sideways. It's
1: really great. You could run <sighs> Sideways.
0: If I wanted to, yeah,
1: they're like pointing side.
0: Yeah, yeah. they are cockeyed because of breastfeeding. Oh. They look in different directions.
1: At least they're not looking in, you know, no. like at each other. No, they go this way, cross-eyed.
0: It'll be funny because my husband will be like, "Whoa, what <laughs> <laughs> do?" <laughs> What are you doing? And he's like, just trying to look him in the eye, and it's oh like, god. oh, you're hilarious. Or the best is when I'm laying on my chest with my back up, and he grabs my shoulder blade, and he's like, oh man, your breasts are the, are awesome. And I'm like, that's my shoulder blade. And he's like, same. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's so funny. Yeah, and sad. yeah, no, we, but we, I would yeah. trade you bodies. I'd rather have a a nice backside,
0: <laughs> a nice backside. Yeah, I look like.
1: Humpty Dumpty.
0: Oh my God.
1: All right, where did we go? Don't forget to enter our co host contest this season for your opportunity to remotely co host the season finale with us, as well as receive some awesome Grove Collaborative and FabFitFun prize packs.
0: It's easy to enter our co host contest. Just download the podcast every week and listen for the secret code word through the first 15 episodes. Text the secret code word and then reply with your email address and make sure to head over and like Filter Free Parents on Facebook. You have seven days after each episode is released to enter, and every week is a new chance to win. All of the contest rules can be found at podcasttakeitorleaveit.com.
1: This episode's code word is RAINBOOT. From the U.S., text RAINBOOT to 44222 for your chance to win. If you're in Canada, text RAINBOOT to 15878004323 for your chance to win.
0: Join us next week for another episode of Take It or Leave It, an advice ish podcasted by two struggling moms who, who have, have no, no idea, idea what, what we're doing. doing. Lo-
1: love your faces. Have an amazing week. I'll miss you.
0: Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. And make sure to leave
1: us five star reviews. Yeah. N- nominate us for greatest podcast in the existence of podcasts. Yeah. Somewhere. Anyway, yeah. really.
0: Yeah, your review will get read here. If could. 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 We can't read them if We can't read them all. <laughs> but there's a chance your review might get read. Only if it's five stars, though. I'm not reading those two-star shitters. <laughs> I want nothing to do with that. that. <laughs> is there re- two stars? I think we have like one one-star. <gasps>
1: Let's read it. Where is it?
0: No, but it, basically okay. what it says is, What the one star review says is, is I don't believe this podcast because no podcast takes callers. (laughs) And it's like, but we do. And they're like, it's not a podcast if you take callers. And I'm like, but it is. I
1: get what they're saying. It's confusing. It confuses a lot of people because they don't know there's an opportunity to watch it live.
0: Right. But that's simply because we don't. But what else could it be? What do they think? I don't know. But they gave us the one star Oh, maybe Fakesies calling in? Oh, they think it's Fakesies. I get it. Okay. It's fine. Oh, yeah. Five-star reviews. Number one globally syndipod- syndicated podcast. Syndicated K-Test. <laughs> syndicated podcast test in all of the universe. <laughs> okay, love you. Bye. Bye.